Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the China Shop. I'm so excited you're all here. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how's your day going today? I'm uh, feeling kind of inept, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aptly named company, sir. Yeah, I had some troubles yesterday. Well, how'd you do today? Oh, I didn't trade today. Uh, I completely... I'm taking the rest of the week off. I got to uh, I gotta come up with a report on my Tuesday's meltdown before mm. I can allow myself to trade again. Plan on publishing that when it comes out so people can... Uh, can follow along or maybe hopefully learn something from what what i just went through or not feel as bad because knowing they've gone through it themselves you're like oh maybe i'm not the only one you know there's uh there's actually some value to that yeah yeah i think so because it's uh that's not something people typically want to share normally it's just outsized gains showing you how easy it is to make millions of dollars or that reddit loss porn where they show you how much they lost but there's nothing behind the psychology of what was going on oh right (laughs) talk more about that on friday today we've got news we're just trading information what Trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Tuples trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? True. Okay. Looks like uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, who, as you know, you may you may remember them from making chips for companies such as every semi, every company that uses semiconductors in the world. Yeah, they seem to be in the news a lot lately. Yeah, uh, citing unnamed sources, the Wall Street Journal has reported that they're trying to start moving their manufacturing over to Japan. Mm, Does that have anything to do with the fact that China thinks that Taiwan is theirs and Taiwan doesn't necessarily believe that? I believe, yes, it 100% has to do with that. Yeah, apparently they've already started building um, a manufacturing facility in Japan for some of their less advanced chips to use in cars and stuff. But Mm -hmm. it seems in the rumor mill, they're going to try and build additional capacity to focus on the more advanced stuff for for like the Apple computers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think you're dead on in in the the China fears because if we, we recall Pelosi Nancy Pelosi the U.S. House Speaker recently had a trip to Taiwan and that kind of spurred China to you know bring back some of their military drills and halt some Taiwanese <laughs> imports in response. Yeah, well, plus uh, I'm sure the the CEO or whoever the large owners of the the company 
they probably saw what happened to Jack Ma. Yes. Jack Ma, who voluntarily disappeared for months, all of his own accord. Yeah. Like, I would rather not get myself in that situation. Let's just go ahead and find a, a nice free country to go move to. <laughs> right. Hey, Japan, they're right across the water. Well, that's the, that should tell you something. Uh, if you want to piss off China, go move to Japan. <laughs> There's a lot of bad blood between those two countries. Oh, yeah. 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 Go, going back a couple years. Oh, uh, quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, well, you know, and this this comes along the same line it, this, this, at the same time as uh, Apple. They use uh, the manufacturer Foxconn. They they build some of their iPhone chips in, in India. Mm-hmm. How old are the workers there? Five or six years old. The, the tiny hands help with the tiny nano chips, Kyle. Tiny fingers for tiny chips. Yeah, all the good watchmakers are, are underage. <laughs> or toddlers. Yeah, Foxconn's already been trying to move slowly to India and uh, Vietnam, which Routers, Reuters, Rut- Rutgers, which Rutgers was reporting in 2020. Anyway, Taiwan Semiconductor did, did not respond for comment. I do want to point out uh, Foxconn was in trouble for employing underages at uh, at least one of their locations. Mm. They hired as young as 14 at a Chinese factory. Oof. Ooh, there's a lot of chaos in India as well. It wouldn't I would not be shocked to learn if they were under the table hiring kids there as well. I would not be shocked. Sorry, I didn't mean to didn't mean to still be on that. Thought we put a nail in that one. Thought it was done. That we solved it. Yeah, solved. Yeah, no more child labor. <laughs> the China shop yeah, no. brought light to the issue, shined a spotlight on it. It's <laughs> over. Anyway, Kyle, what, what what do you got? Well, uh, keeping in line with the the uh, I guess expanding or new buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tesla is opening up or secured a massive new building in Illinois. Whoa! Yeah, uh, it's over half a million square feet of space at the Gateway Trade Park, which is a planned industrial park in Pontoon Beach, Illinois. Oh, wow. The location of that would put it actually really close to St. Louis. Okay, so that's a little bit... So- yeah, okay. Yeah. S- southern end. In this report, they they couldn't pinpoint exactly what Tesla was planning to do, but uh, based on the job listings that have since been added, it looks like it's going to be... Um, most likely like some kind of storage area, like a warehouse for part distribution. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense, especially the the bigger Tesla grows. Right. And putting it in the center of the, the U.S. is just smart, too, because you got shipping from, you know, all the, the rails pass through there. You got all the major highways, so you get trucks in and out pretty easily. And then you've also got the Mississippi to take things north and south mm-hmm. and even access to the Gulf. So uh, it's it's a good location. Probably it makes it look like they've got more expansion on their minds, which maybe that'll help justify that massive valuation. <laughs> right. I think just like any any large company, like I remember when I worked for Coca-Cola, like they didn't actually make any of the Coca-Cola where I was working. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a, a shipping receiving warehouse is all. And uh, well, so this is um this this company that's uh, published this re- this uh, story also recently reported on Tesla putting a lot of effort into quote revolutionizing its vehicle service and reducing wait times for repair in North America. Mm. So this sounds like this is um, something to help with that because one of the biggest problems they have is waiting for parts to be able to do repairs. So having a massive warehouse to be able to house all that inventory should reduce those lead times and allow people to get stuff done a lot quicker. Right. All in all, it's good, but then that also leads me into my next story uh, that was submitted to us by Yellow Man, our crack 
crack researcher. Right. This one is warning that Tesla's, if Tesla was to experience a stock plunge, it would destroy zombie stocks like GameStop and Peloton. Whoa. Is GameStop a zombie? Well, they're, they're saying all the meme stocks that have like since deflated, they're calling them zombie stocks. Oh. The, they, the, basically, they're defined as companies with poor business models that are burning cash at an alarming rate and at risk of seeing their stock decline to $0 per share. I was going to say, I didn't think it can get much worse for some of the names they have listed on here. you got Carvana, Rivian, Shake Shack, Chewy, Robinhood, Uber, Tilray, Sunrun, Apron, AMC, GME. Shake Shack's not turning a profit? Uh, I mean, it's still actually pretty highly valued, too. That one's got more room to fall. But yeah, so basically they're saying that uh, that this is like the thing that's holding everything up. That the moment Tesla goes down. Yeah, that the moment Tesla drops, then everything else is going to drop with it. Let's see. The person who uh, contributed to this, uh, Trainer is his name. Uh, he's basically saying that it shares many of the common characteristics. Oh, okay. Do not define Tesla as a zombie stock, uh, citing that Musk's ability to raise capital, but they do see the electric car manufacturer as a bellwether for the sector. So apparently there's now a meme stock sector. <laughs> oh, and Tesla's, and Tesla's a part of it. Yes, that's what they're saying. So they're saying it shares many of the common characteristics of a zombie stock, such as outrageous valuation and high cash burn. Uh, they believe Tesla's unrelenting share price rise over the past three years, where investors completely ignored company fundamentals inspired the birth of many of today's zombie stocks. Yeah. It's funny, but I didn't think of that. But I make a good point. Was Tesla the thing that basically precipitated the the crazy run-ups and valuations of all these other, like trying to find the next Tesla kind of thing? Like it was the proof of concept for the retail crowd. Like, yeah, well, it works when you're only fucking with one company. Mm-hmm. When you start spreading out your limited resources, I think it's a little more difficult. Uh, when did Tesla start its crazy run? It was back in 19. Yeah, it was the end of 2019 when it broke out. And it hasn't looked back. A little bit. I mean, it, it, it peaked uh, end of 2021. Still doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, um, if you haven't sold your piton yet, seems like maybe you should. Piton, piton, piton. We we've uh, we've looked at their precipitous fall before. Oh yes, yes we have. Especially the more people start going outside again, the less power they seem to have. I mean, they still bring in revenue, but is it profit? No, no, it is not. No, more than likely not. Um, yeah, the trainer also said investors are now fed up with these kinds of companies, especially amid this year's stock market volatility. Investors start to give up on Tesla and take profits on the stock, which is up over a thousand percent in the past three years. That spells terrible news for the other zombie stocks that don't have the cash raising luxury that Tesla has. Right. And it's also it's tough because most of the retail crowd that have been part of the meme stock craze uh, are bullying each other online to buy and hold, buy and hold. Mm-hmm. So never taking any profit, they're going to be the end up being the bag holders, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. At least, at least Tesla is earning a profit. Like they do make money now. That is true. Uh, having it worth more than market capitalization is uh, seven hundred billion. What is Ford right now? Ford is forty-eight billion. Let's see, GM, GM forty-three billion. <laughs> so it's just thirteen or fourteen size times. So yeah, it's a little ridiculous that they're like m- worth more than the big three combined it was what it looks like well i mean right now ford's diluted eps according to google is uh, 16 cents and tesla's at 65 cents so maybe it's not so crazy at the moment a lot of that is not going to be realized that growth is not they're not going to support that kind of valuation for probably another decade 
Uh, that's true. General Motors has a diluted EPS of a dollar fourteen, so maybe maybe they they're the better bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you like PE ratios, that should be fun to to do a a write up on. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Which one would Buffett buy? Yeah, the technicals say sell, but the analyst ratings say buy. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? You know what? Why fight it? Why fight it? Oh, that's Ford. Never mind. That's not Tesla. Uh, anyway, whatever. <laughs> Talked enough about Tesla. I know people are sick of hearing about them around here. Everybody loves Musk when he's selling, shilling his perfume. Anyway, uh, I think we should end the this episode on a high note, Kyle. Getting high? Yep. Yes, sir. This is this is incredible news. Uh, this is incredible news. Oh shit! <laughs> I just pulled up the story. Yeah, Circle K in Florida is doing a pilot program with a marijuana dispensary, so you can pick up your grass while you're pumping your gas. That's good. That way, you can actually pay with cash, grass, or ass. <laughs> Like it, it, that becomes much easier option, much easier option. Right. Oh, OK. Well, when Circle K adds a little mini, uh, you know, fuck bunk hotel on the other side, <laughs> then then we'll be complete. But now we're, we're two thirds of the way there now. It's a big, big step. Oh, man, they're going to have like a, a no shit dispensary. You have flour, yeah. pre-rolls, gummies and vapes. Jesus. Yeah, no, no. Legit, legit. The, the what? And it's wild. It's wild that they're not trying this in like Arizona or Nevada or even Illinois. Florida doesn't have recreational weed. They only have medical weed. Yeah. So they're doing it. They're they're doing this in a in a state where like they have to have a, a like a separate medical dispensary. Right. I would think that they would be like, oh, let's 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 test it out in Arizona, where you know, and, and anybody over the age of twenty one can just or 18 or whatever the i don't know I'm, I'm above it so i never paid attention anyone who's a legal adult of age can can purchase it my guess is it has to do with how easy it is to get the actual license to sell it or the permits oh right like it's probably like really easy in florida yeah that's just a guess but uh, that 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 makes the most sense yeah uh, the other th- crazy thing i learned from the story is circle k is a canadian convenience store can you believe that really according circle to this k? article uh, quoting an article from uh, CNN, Circle K, comma, a Canadian convenience store and gas station operator, comma. What is the meaning behind it? Why are they called Circle K? Well, Google says they were founded in El Paso, Texas. I'm certain it was a, a like a cow brand. Like, that's the brand on the cattle. It comes from K. Misenheimer, who was found. He founded K's in Texas in 1951. Okay. It's owned, their parent company is Couchetard, headquartered in Quebec, Canada. I don't think you can say that, Dan. I can't say Couchetard. That does not sound PC. Mer. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be French, man. French, Can- French Canadia. Doesn't, I don't care what language you say it in, you can't call people that anymore. Well, okay, it's not my fault their name is one letter away from Douchetard. It is not my fault, Kyle. <laughs> Anyway, this, you know, I have been a big proponent of the marijuana stock industry. And right now, things like uh, like YOLO, the YOLO ETF, all-time low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the markets have just been getting hammered overall. Uh, MJ ETF, all-time low. What was the other one? There's a bunch of them that, that try and track the industry. MSOS. Just just above their all-time low. All that can change real quickly if uh, the Democrats ever get their shit together and legalize it before they lose control of everything. 
You know, I was thinking it could be a repeat of an election, that runoff. You remember when they got those Senate seats in Georgia and everybody was like, they're doing it! Freaking right. had that huge, huge run in. Like this, I'm looking at MSOS right now, February 2021. It got as high uh, as almost $52. And now it's down around 10 and a half. So yeah. pot stocks are on sale. And with Circle K starting to sell it along with gasoline, we really could, I feel like we really are on the cusp of, you know, you go in and you can buy a six pack of beer and a pack of joints. Right. That's the dream, Kyle. That's the dream. Someday, buddy. Someday. Someday. Somewhere out there oh shit we can't afford that song cut it cut it cut it (laughs) all right folks thanks for sticking around to the end hope you learned something today i know i did as always like share subscribe rate tell your cats tell your dogs do not tell your ducks or your geese because they're just foul anyway oh oh, and with the dad joke how long you've been saving that (laughs) yeah (sighs) i came up with that one just now while i was riffing (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, we'll be back at you soon with some more excitement. Until then, happy trades. Do you know Circle K sells 17 Polar Pops every second in the U.S.? What the fuck? Sorry, I'm stuck on their wiki. I can't get off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bye, everybody. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.